What is up, everyone? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. Primetime presented to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. Remember that tomorrow we've also got the Freeman Mazda Stat of the Week segment, so stay tuned for that. But tonight, tonight will be all about the 53-man roster projection. No one cool thing tonight, actually, because uh, I wanted to get into this roster projection full on for the 30 minutes of the show, more or less. So let's try to enjoy it. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing your comments that's always the goal in primetime, just getting you in the conversation, of course. Uh, I don't feel like I am a, I, I don't feel like I am a solo host for this show. I feel like I am your co-host always. So let's get into it. Let's get into it right away. Before we do, though, Corey has a question. He says, man, tell me something good about our Cowboys. Just Corey. Dak Prescott, that, that would be my, my quickest answer for you, Corey. I know that we've got questions about the offensive line and the wide receivers, but I will say that the one thing driving my confidence regarding the offense is Dak Prescott. And overall, I think that the Cowboys defense will be solid. Uh, interesting topic, though, tomorrow maybe. The Eagles are gaining ground on the Cowboys as we head into the regular season in the betting world. So they're pretty much expected to win the same amount of games. We'll we'll break it down. Billy Bailey says, yep, that sums it up. Anyways, let's get into this. Let's get into this roster projection, guys. The first question, and we'll take a look at the offense first, then at the defense, and of course, the special teamers. But the first position that we will look at, obviously, is quarterback. So my question for me to you guys is who will be the back the Cowboys backup quarterback when the season starts? Let me know who do you think it will be? Is it going to be Cooper Rush or will Will Greer actually take the job from Cooper Rush? Let me know your comments in the chat. Quick note on the roster projection by the way. I am I put this together, and for those of you who are new to primetime, uh, or those of you have, that I have already been watching primetime, you already know this maybe, but my projection is not the initial roster. My projection is how will the roster look when we get to Sunday Night Football versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. So, for example, I didn't include Michael Gallup. I didn't include uh, James Washington because of the possibility that they might start the season on IR or something like that after making the initial roster. So I just filtered those out and I didn't take those injuries into account. So what we will look at is a projection of what the roster will look like when it's game day, when those initial moves, that initial wave of moves is already behind us. Because I think that's more fun and I think that makes the projection a little bit more valuable for you, the fan. So I, I, that's what I will do tonight as well. Your answers here, uh, Rush, Will Greer, Rush for Craig, Swain also goes with Gil, uh, with Will, excuse me, Toxic Tom goes with Cooper Rush. So more or less, 
a 50-50 response right now in the chat. Marcus Jones goes with Will Greer, though. Billy says it will be Rush because his success against Minnesota last year, just a feeling, could be wrong. Man, it's just at the end of the day, kind of a coin toss. And we do still have two more preseason games to kind of figure this out. And the Cowboys have the joint practices as well versus the Chargers, a third preseason game versus the Seattle Seahawks. So there's time. So this is definitely one that that we will not fully figure out this week. But I am going, my early response, I'm going with Will Greer, actually. Here's, and, and we'll take a look at the skill positions first. Here's how, how I see the offensive roster in game day of week one. So I've got two quarterbacks. I do think only one of them makes it, uh, Will Greer in this case. The reason being mostly what we've heard out of training camp We've heard that he is gaining ground on Cooper Rush. And even though he didn't earn the job last year, it's difficult to ignore the fact that Will Greer was signed in September. It wasn't like Will Greer had an actual chance to winning the job because he didn't know the offense and all of that. Skywalker Steel, shout out Skywalker Steel, who you can listen to in the mornings on this same platform. He was able to talk to Greer out there in Oxnard, and and that's what Greer immediately mentioned, right? The the offense that he was working with, and he mentioned the fact that, you know what, it's tough for a quarterback to actually learn these things and, and the entire scheme. So now he has a little bit more time to do so. It looks like he's trending towards being able to participate in the joint practices versus the Chargers. So he's growing injury doesn't sound like it's all that serious and it sounds like he will be able to at the very least compete so looking at the rest of the positions let me know what you guys think if you see any surprise at running back i've got three men that's ezekiel elliott tony pollard rico dowdle that one is a tough one maybe because you know malik davis had himself a preseason game and we might have a battle for running back number three ryan all not here toxic tom uh, I'm sorry for that. Toxic Tom says that he will be on injured reserve. He might be if if he. I, I believe he needs to to just clear the potential practice squad poaching. Craig says that Davis will be the running back. Fehoko might be the next one to go. This is Marcus Jones. Hey, bring them on. Bring on your takes. Whether you agree or disagree with my projection, I want to read what you have to say. So those are my three running backs. I don't think that Dowdle will take uh, take a lot of offensive snaps, whatever happens. So maybe the Malik Davis Dowdle battle will always would also have to do with their tackling skills and how they fare in special teams. Maybe maybe something to watch. Tight end position. I've got Dalton Schultz, Jake Ferguson, and Sean McKeon. I do think that McKeon is kind of overlooked by many fans. Uh, a lot of people were suggesting that maybe Ian Bunting, uh, Jeremy Sprinkle could end up with the spot. I do believe this one goes to McKeon, though. Six wide receivers. This one might be made. This one might be made a little bit tougher if Michael Gallup is expected to be back by week two, and I think that's a a tall ta ask. But but people have reported that he might miss one or two games, right? Like Todd Arker from ESPN. Did. So if we are all wrong about 
Michael Gallup's health status and he is ready to go week two, you're going to carry him. So that might that might be a curveball thrown our way when the season starts. Something to watch out for. I mean, I'm pretty sure we would love that curveball. Like, I am here for it. But it would complicate matters for week one, maybe. But at wide receiver, I've got C.D. Lamp. I've got Jalen Tolbert. Noah Brown. Simi Fehoko beating out T.J. Basher. Dennis Houston and Kevontae Turpin. As I said previously, uh, in previous primetime shows or previous weeks, I think that I have been very surprised about the fact that uh, Turpin is clearly secure at this point, like the Cowboys coaching staff really likes Kevontae Turpin. And it sounds like they really like uh, Dennis Houston. Dennis Houston, Turpin, and maybe even Fehoko might be in that conversation of, you know, heading towards the door as soon as Michael Gallup returns. So just keep that in mind. Some of these players might not be in here for long. Chalk says, Davis will be the third running back, Mo. You will be the field goal kicker. Oh, uh, but that would impact my availability, though, for prime time. So I'm not sure that I want to be the Cowboys kicker at this point. Tommy says, I agree with your roster so far, Mo. That offense is not scary, says Craig. Well, the two guys that can make it scary, maybe even three, but I will stick with the with the top duo, is definitely Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. So when you look at Prescott and CeeDee, those are the guys that will be able to just uh, turn this offense into a scary one, or maybe not scary, but just efficient one, and one that actually moves the ball. Now, we're looking at the offensive lineman next. <laughs> Toxic Tom says, you're all ready to see Josh Bolt's name on the offensive line group. On a similar note, here is my question for me to you guys. Will the Cowboys carry over or under nine and a half offensive linemen? Just trying to get a quick recap of this uh, offensive lineman. You've got, of course, Tyron Smith, Terence Steele, Josh Ball, Matt, well, let's go. Uh, assuming that, you know, the injury, uh, never mind the injury status, just think about Matt, well, let's go, and potentially a free agent signing, Isaac Alarcon. Then on the inside offensive line, you've got, of course, your three starters, Tyler Smith, Tyler Viadish, and Zach Martin, plus Farniak, mm, McGovern, maybe even someone like, uh, you know, Alec Lindstrom, Let's see, over or under nine and a half offensive linemen. Ryan Doyle says over. Shane Carter says that they will carry 10, so he goes with the over. Parsons, nine and a half. Swain with the over. Billy Bailey says that they will carry eight. That's actually impressive. I said it at nine and a half because I was between nine and 10. Uh, eight would surprise me. Eight would surprise me. Uh, over says Gregory. Toxic Tom says, LOL, under, because they wouldn't bring anyone else in. Under for Craig, nine for Tommy. So more or less 50-50 response right now in the chat. I went with the under. I went with the under, went with four offensive tackles, and I went with five inside offensive linemen. And Toxic Tom called it, man. Get ready to see Josh Ball's name in there. Just for now, keep that in mind. Just for now, I, I, I have Tyron Smith, Trent Steele, obviously, Josh Ball, and Alarcon in there. 
Matt Waletsko is injured, so that's what I'm think that, that thinking, that he will not make it back, at least not early in the season. We'll see about later. He might make that initial roster and then get uh, thrown into IR. But as I said, for those of you who are just joining the show now, I am, I am uh, making this projection based on what I think the roster will look like in game day. Once the initial wave of roster moves has already happened. So I've got those four offensive tackles. I, I will say the Cowboys might end up signing somebody. I actually think that they will end up signing a, a offensive lineman. I know that they have conditioned us to think that they won't, but I am holding out hope that they will. Uh, so maybe the surprise here is Alarcon. Uh, I included him on my roster projection in May based mostly maybe on optimism, but I do believe he has shown something. And I do believe that as long as they don't sign somebody else, Isaac makes this team. He's better than, he looked better than Avante Collins. Significantly, I would say level of competition is and should be an asterisk. Hopefully we get to see Alarcon climb up the depth chart in the upcoming joint practices and in the upcoming game. So that would get the offense at 23. Oh, guards and centers, excuse me. Martin Smith, Biadish, Farniak, and McGovern. They're carrying those uh, five. I think that's pretty much virtual locks for the position. I don't think the inside offensive line will provide a lot of surprises. I don't think that Lindstrom makes it into the 53. So that's how I look at things. That would put us at 23 offensive players. Let's see your let's see your comments here. They will carry more defensive linemen, in my opinion, says Miki. Oh, we're about to get to those defensive linemen, by the way. El Tino says, I don't consider Josh Ball an offensive lineman. There you go. Softball makes the cut, but not null, says Toxic Tom. Stephen White says, sorry, Mo, that's not happening. Ryan Doyle says, Isaac Alarcon, the Mexican mauler. Lil Bias is Stephen White. Maybe, maybe. But you know what? You know what? I'm not the only one now. And that's what I, that's what I appreciate. That's what I appreciate. The fact that I am seeing, and, and before Alarcon would make only my roster projection pretty much, but now he's making, into, he's making it in other projections. I believe Bobby Belt had him in, in his. And man, Bobby Belt is credible. So let's just keep an eye out for Isaac being a sneaky 53-man roster uh, member. Isaac, Isaac is our Rudy now, says Stephen White. Yeah, but you see, Isaac didn't commit any penalties, any, any fouls out there on the playing field. Let's see. Stephen White says, my bias out and yours on Mo. I'm okay with it. Your turn says, Nal is injured. Thank you. No room for him there. Here's his Mickey Cox. Man, they're coming at you, Toxic Tom, in the chat. So there you go. That's how I look at the offensive line. I did want to sneak Isaac in there. But listen, Isaac has been on this team for three years now. This is the first time that I'm including him. This is the first year I'm including him. In the roster. And if you go back and listen to that May projection, the reason why I had Alarcon in there was there's not a lot of depth across the offensive line. And there's some value to Isaac being able to play inside and outside. 
something that may, maybe other players don't provide for you. And that turned out to be the case. Here we are in August, concerned about the offensive line depth, and he might end up being a winner on that front. We'll see how it goes. But now we will jump into the defensive side of things. And I have a last question for you guys. What's more likely? Because we'll talk about the defensive lineman. That's a tough one. What's more likely? Who's more likely to make the roster? Terrell Vasham, Tristan Hill, or Carlos Watkins? Lombardi, Botch Lombardi had this tweet out there on, on social media in which he said, cut two of these 12 defensive linemen. And I think these three are the most complicated ones to, to decide. Uh, somebody will maybe throw Dante Fowler in there. That would be 100% fair. But those are the three that made it the more difficult to me, um, made it the most difficult to me. So Basham, Hill, or Watkins, let me know in the comments. Before you do that, and, and while you do that, excuse me, and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our guys over at freemanmazda.net because the ride of the week is the new M5 Miata uh, Grand Touring. This is a supercar, man, and you got to go check it out on the freemanmazda.net website. It's got a two-liter two liter Skyactiv G4 cylinder engine, lane departure warning assist, so, you know, safety first, it takes care of you, automatic climate control, black leather interiors, and I cannot tell you enough about those interiors. You need to go check them out on freemanmazda.net. High-end sports car performance and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 in the city, which goes up to 30, uh, 35 in the highway. So make sure you check that out. The M5 Miata Ground Touring, that is the ride of the week. You can check it out once more on freemanmazda.net. So who's the most likely cut? Let's see. Or who is the most likely, excuse me, to make the roster? Heel, says Lumen. Bash and Heel, says Swain. Marcus Jones says Heel might have a chance. Heel, Basham, Watkins, says Chen Carter, ADC Sports writer. Uh, let's see. Basham, Mickey Cox goes with Basham as well. Billy says Bad Basham and Watkins are going at it for that spot. Oh, Badger and, and, on Watkins. Keep them all. Basham, but it's not by a large margin. It's toxic, Tom. I will go with the most likely to make the team. I will go with Tristan Hill. I think that the Cowboys are way higher on Hill than the average fan is. And I think he's been backing that up for maybe more or less two years now. I think he's actually uh, making plays here and there. I know that it's early. I know that we don't know much about him. But he had a solid outing in preseason game number one. So that makes it difficult to me. And this was maybe the most difficult defensive cut that I had to decide on for this projection. I was between cutting uh, maybe like Watkins or Terrell Vasham. I considered Dante Fowler as some of you guys proposed last night, but I couldn't do it. So I think that Basham could be the surprise kind of cut. And I say surprise because he was listed as a second teamer in the Cowboys unofficial depth chart. Now it is unofficial. It doesn't matter that much, but he was listed as a second teamer and he showed up last Saturday night. 
So this is how I have the defensive front kind of built. We had 23 players on offense. We get 27 on defense. And this is how I look at it. Edge rushers, the Marcus Lawrence, obviously, Armstrong, Fowler, the rookie Sam Williams, and Chauncey Golston. Important note, Williams and Golston both have the ability to play on the inside a little bit. And honestly, so does Demarcus Lawrence and so does Durant Armstrong in pass rushing situations, right? In obvious pass passing downs. So that will get ready for a lot of versatility from the Cowboys defense in 2022. We already saw glimpses of it last year. I think that will only increase this season. For the defensive linemen, the inside defensive linemen, I've got Oza, Gallimore. I've got Big Bo beating John Ridgeway, uh, Tristan Hill, and Carlos Watkins. I think Ridgeway can still beat out Big Bo, but I do think only one of those will make it. That is how I look at the defensive line. Let me know where do you agree, where do you don't agree. Uh, let me know in the comments. Linebackers. I've got Parsons. I've got Banderesh. I've got uh, Jareel Cox. Oh, yeah, I listed Barr twice instead of changing his name for Harper. My bad. Uh, 7-Eleven, shout out. Thank you for noticing that. 7-Eleven <laughs> says, Mo, you have Barr listed twice. Yeah, I meant I meant to, to type in Harper at the end of that list. But, you know, that's how it goes when you're so excited about a player. Maybe that was what uh, that's what happened there. So, yeah, Parsons, Banderish, Jarrell Cox, Anthony Barr, Luke Gifford, and, of course, uh, Devin Harper, the seventh rounder. My bad for that uh, for that typo in there. Let's see. Trade out Hill for Basham. And I am good with that list for sure, says Billy Bailey. You know, Billy, I think you can get a trade to get Basham in there. I think that if you do, it might not be Hill. I think... Heel's job is significantly more secure than we believe it to be. Bohana will be in, says Chalk. Ridgeway cut. Uh, Mo, make room for Story Jackson, please. Story Jackson and or Malik Jefferson could end up taking that sixth pot at linebacker and maybe edge out Devin Harper. But Harper hasn't looked bad either. So it's, it's a tough decision for the Cowboys at linebacker. Teddy says, I can't believe Gifford is on this team. Probably Gifford's highest value comes on special teams. He has been among the leaders for two years now for the Cowboys in special team snaps. So maybe that's why. And he's been, he's been hurt, right? Like early in his career, Gifford was out there dealing with injuries. So I will say that I don't feel like I know enough about Sorry about that, man. I <laughs> I exited the studio <laughs> for like two seconds there, uh, but I'm back. I'm back with you guys. Let me just check that I am using the microphone and all. Okay, yeah, we're good. All right, let's look at the defensive backfield now. So you can tell me where you agree or you disagree there as well. I've got six cornerbacks and I've got five safeties, which is also why I was forced to cut one more of those defensive linemen. So I've got Dix. Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, Kelvin Joseph makes my team. I'm sorry. Uh, Nashawn Wright and Deron Bland. 
I know that Joseph's roster spot might be in jeopardy now, especially after that performance in the preseason. I still think he makes it, though. Deron Bland might be cornerback four at this point. Uh, he balled out on Saturday night, and I am looking forward to seeing more from him. He looked tight in coverage. He His change of direction was pretty impressive on that game one, and he didn't make pretty much any mistakes. He was called for illegal contact, a penalty which was then uh, declined. But overall, strong performance from the day three rookie. And then at safety, carrying five safeties is not that crazy. And the reason is the Cowboys will have three starting safeties when the season starts. And two of them are these hybrid kind of apex players or nickel players, whatever you want to call it, that are hybrids between linebackers and, and safeties, right? So having those two specific types of safeties kind of leaves you in a position in which say that Donovan Wilson gets injured or maybe Malik Hooker gets injured, Kears and Bell, they're not going to be your free safeties. Maybe they can get the job done, but that is not the role that you want for them. So I've got Kears, Wilson, Hooker, who I think they will be your three starting safeties. And then I've got Marquise Bell, who can be some sort of strong safety and also a Jaron Kears kind of safety. And I have Israel Mukwamu, who can play free safety and who can also be this versatile nickelback for the for the for the Cowboys. Uh Mukwamu is on that roster bubble, though. I know that it will be tough to to keep him in there. But just based on, on how I see this defensive backfield getting built, I do feel like they need that backup free safety type. And I think Mukwamu can be that for, for the Cowboys. Wouldn't be ideal, though, of course. And I have Lirium Hyrulahu making the team as a special teamer, uh, as a kicker of the team. I've got Brian Anger as a punter, of course. Jake McQuaid as a long snapper. The one decision there is at kicker. Larry Mahirulak, who has been putting together better numbers than Jonathan Garibay early in camp, and then Brett Maher enters a competition. He might end up winning it. But Larry has has been trending upwards. I know he didn't make that long field goal attempt in preseason game, in the preseason game, but Larry Mahirulahu uh is my favorite to win the kicker job. Tommy says, sucks because I like easy. Yeah, uh, seeing easy get cut would absolutely suck. And, you know, we had him on primetime earlier in the offseason, and that was a very fun interview and a very fun conversation with him. So definitely rooting for him. But that's, that's the way that I see him getting into the roster. Uh, just the fact that Jaron Kears and, and Marquise Bell are not, your, are not your typical safeties. And I'm not sure that they can be your free safety in the case of an injury uh, for Malik Cooker. Let's see. Maher is way better than Brian, than Angers is Marcus Jones. Well, you know, Anger is going to punt. You, you need two of them. Who is McQuaid? Says Marcus Jones. I've never heard of him. He is the guy that took over LP at long snapper. So that's my fifth three man roster projection. Uh, I will show them on the screen real quick in, in case you want to check them out again. Uh, those are the skill position players. Those are my offensive linemen, my defensive front, 
and of course the defensive backfield and the special teamers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I do need to get out of here. I have a family event that I need to attend. And that's why I started a little bit earlier than usual tonight. So do me a favor, hit the like button, share the stream. Let me know what you think about the fifth Dream Man roster on the comments at YouTube, on the comments at Facebook. Add me on Twitter at NFL if you want to talk about it as well. And check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Primetime presented to you as always by FreemanMazda.net. Make sure you check out the ride of the week, the M5 Miata. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Hit the like button and I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Bye-bye.